welcome back. Cheat day episode six is officially in the building. Welcome, and if you don't know by now, my name is Brennan, your host for Cheat Day, the podcast where we talk about mindset, productivity, and all the good things that happen when you stay disciplined instead of indulging in your vices. Now, for episode six, we have an amazing guest joining us today. When you're talking about millennial mindset and motivation, I mean, it doesn't get any better of an example than this. Tawny Nguyen, aka Coach Tons, is going to be shedding some light on the whole fitness game, her hustle and resourcefulness that she's taken and created an amazing thing called Quarantine, which is a workout series that has her training people from all over the country straight from her living room. Now, if that isn't some 2020 shit, I don't really know what it is. So without giving away too much, let's just get straight into the episode because I'm super excited for this one. You're not going to regret tuning in. Run it! Welcome, Tanya. How you doing, girl? I'm good. How are you? Ooh. I'm good. I'm good. Can you hear me clearly? I can hear you clearly. We're good. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. How's your t- your day looking like, Tani? Um, pretty good. I'm just, you know, finished kind of a long day of uh, shooting some content with my team and then had a few sessions in between. So that's, that's all fun. Nice little productive day. So when you're training people, are you like, how's that working out right now with with COVID and everything? Um, it's, it, it's, it's an interesting time. I think that's the best way to say it. Um, with so much like uncertainty going on, um, I think, you know, at first it was like such a huge wave of people coming on to online to work out and it was really popping. But I think as time kind of went on and people were unsure of like how things were going to go, I can definitely say it's fluctuating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, on my end, though, it's a lot to learn. You know, you kind of have to navigate your way around and you can't just like take some time off even if you wanted to. Um, mm-hmm. So you got to always keep finding creative ways to push your business or, you know, um, encourage people to honestly move. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, just for like most industries, you know, especially when you're doing something a little more. I, get, I don't want to say edgy. It's, I feel like that's like an old person thing to say now. <laughs> like things that are a little bit like more new, like in a, I guess, revolutionary way. Um, you always got to stay like on top of the market. Like what are people doing? What are the voids you got to fill and all that? Um, it's true. Absolutely. And I think with like this new age of social media, it's how do you keep someone's attention, right? There's so mm-hmm. much going on. Um, there's a lot of saturated info. There's a lot of saturated um, opportunities. So I feel like it's, it's the same thing like how are you going to maintain this audience and how are you what are you what what's something different that you're going to offer so i feel like mm-hmm. that was like one of the biggest challenges uh moving into this quarantine um stay at home order ordeal is uh the whole like mask thing and social distancing like yeah how how is that affecting your your training and your clients and stuff um actually it wasn't too much of an issue with my personal clients when it came to training people at my um, at my home and we train outside of course mm-hmm. but when it comes to the gym I have seen a lot of backlash not too much with my own clients but I know I hear stories from other trainers and you know people not wearing wanting to wear masks um, pulling up ridiculous articles that have really bad terrible <laughs> wrong facts um, but it's kind of the same thing, you know, you got to work, you got to work with the law, you got to work with the order. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people don't want to abide by it, then we can't work with them because it just ends up being, you know, a, um, an issue. Um, yeah. With the, with the state. So with the state. Yeah. Cause I mean, 
I mean, whether someone's, it's somebody's preference or not, you're, you're risking your business at the yeah. end of the day, which is like, how are you going to eat just because, you know, somebody doesn't mm-hmm. want to wear a mask or whatever the case is. And end of the day, it's not my rule, right? I'm just, we're yeah. all just following rules. So sometimes it ends up being an attack on the trainer. Like we're impl- implementing these ridiculous rules, but we're all playing by the same rules. So it is, yeah. it is, um, there always, there always needs to be some sort of communication and there's always a discussion um, with our clients and it's just really, it's on their end if they want to, they want to follow through or not. For sure. Have you had anyone come in and be like, you know, have an issue with the massing and then just instantly walk out and they're like, I'm out. This is dumb. No, but surprisingly, I've seen people not wear, uh, not, not wear gyms. I mean, uh, not wear masks at gyms. So it'll be like the trainer will be wear will be wearing the, um, the mask, but the client won't be. So obviously not my territory. I can't just come in and be like, what are you doing? Right. But I've seen it. And, uh, I mean, people let it slide, but in the end I'm like, what can I do? You know, it's not my client. If it was my client, I'd be like, yo, you either wear it or you don't. And if you don't Mm -hmm. look, we're not following through with this session because I'm not putting other people at risk. You know, at the end of the day, it's caring about everyone's well being. Is there like any kind of wiggle room? Like, okay, while we're doing some like heavy cardio shit and you're like in your own little corner, like, did you say hey get take your mask off it's cool because we're like distanced or is it like a no-go at all oh no actually so the nice part about that like the facility i work at we have like different areas that we can choose to work from and the whole idea is just to keep your distance at least nine Mm -hmm. feet apart so uh if you're in that area by yourself and away from people we allow our clients to pull down their mask so that they can breathe because it is hard to breathe with the mask and it's not ideal for working out but obviously with everything going on it's necessary but we do allow them to take it off so that they can breathe and they can they can do their reps with their mask pulled down as long as there's not other clients and other trainers around you know just keeping that distance so there is some leniency and we try our best to accommodate you know so yeah all right all right cool so we've had a few minutes to get a couple of people rolling in here everybody that's in thanks for coming in uh if you want or if you can share this text your friends tell them to join in and let's get some things rolling because i know tiny's got a lot of really awesome information and i mean just that little bit right there um, while people are rolling in was really great and really useful because I'm, I mean, I've been trying to go to the gym and trying to also figure out what's socially acceptable uh, as well yeah. as safe. So uh, yeah, tell your friends, come through, listen to some great stuff. And yeah, I'm going to wave at a couple more people. What's up, Rose? <laughs> um, Hi, all right, cool. Hey, girl. What's up? Oh, man, I always forget like when when people are coming in and like it's their Instagram names, I'm like, wait, how do I even say that? Or like, what am I doing? <laughs> All right, cool. Yeah, hey, just wave. All right, bam. Um, so yeah, <laughs> without further ado, let's get into the episode. Um, I really want to, you know, I mean, there's so much that you've been doing. I've known you since we were both dancing on junior teams and things like that. I know. Like, I don't know. It's been more than a decade, which blows my mind every time I say stuff like that when I meet or when I talk to people from like the TM, TM junior days and stuff like that. Yeah. It was crazy. But uh, yeah, let's get into your journey since then. Like, what have you been doing? How, like, where are you now? Like, I know you're part of Movement Society and you started Quarantine. Like, give us a lowdown. Yeah. I mean, um, yeah, it's been quite the journey. I was in the dance, like the dance community for a minute. And I, I think I did that for about four years and I just realized I needed a change of pace and I moved to San Francisco, um, moved there by myself and like didn't really know anyone. And I think 
that's where my fitness journey kind of started. Um, I fell, kind of fell into this like little depression um, just because mm-hmm. I wasn't going out. Like I didn't know anyone. There was no one to talk to. Went to school and went straight home and like just like um, locked myself in my room pretty much because there was like not much for me to do. But I like after I think like maybe like three months, um, I was like, I would say like at my lowest and I realized like I had to change something and that was just how I was going to go about my days, you know? So I picked mm-hmm. up going back to the gym and I did that like consecutively every day, spent like an hour or two there. And, you know, it was just kind of like my, uh, my time to get away and my time to kind of like relax my headspace, headspace and not think too much. So I think that's where my love for fitness, um, became stronger and consistent because it's, I could say that I always went to the gym, like mm-hmm. here and there, reasons like, Oh, Oh, is there an event coming up? Like, let me, let me, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, you know, like, right? let me work out three days. Got a couple pounds of shed just for this thing. <laughs> Got to fit in this outfit. Yeah. <laughs> and hopefully something will come out of it. But no, yeah. like, I think uh, being in San Francisco, San Francisco was such a turning point for me because it really allowed me to indulge into movement and just, allow me to grow and like be comfortable in my own skin it really helped me get out of my box I started to you know reach out to people more talk to people at school like it just it really took me out of like headspace I really hated being in and it was almost like self-destructive so I'm glad that I found that niche and that opportunity to um you know just honestly become a better better version of myself it's like so cliche but it's so true Um, And then from there, I uh, graduated college, originally wanted to become a history teacher, Um, still do, but that's something I want to do in the, in the later end of my life. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But yeah, I decided to become a trainer. And honestly, uh, just because honestly, for the love, for the love of movement and wanting to help other people. um, I think originally I had plans to become a dancer um, and that I realized that, um, at a point it wasn't too feasible because I just had so many on and off injuries. And if I had a dance job, I had, if I had chronic flare, like pain flare up, like it wouldn't be ideal, you know? So I turned right. over to training um, and where I could do things on my own terms. And like I said, the training itself helped me come out of depression, allowed me to build confidence. And um, it just, it also helped me in my dance journey. I was able to actually mm-hmm. take classes and not feel all that chronic pain. Um, yeah and then that's where it kind of flourished i hit up carl if you know carl flores he was also a dancer too i asked him to uh, be my mentor because i just knew he was like one of the ogs in the in the in the industry from from my time like he was Mm -hmm. like one of the people i knew who was really smart really knowledgeable and if i wanted to really level up and learn learn the game like he was the one who i would go to um so we started training as far as fitness or dance as far as fitness fitness actually yeah yeah in terms of like coaching and training um yeah he kind of really just put me he put me in the put me in the light and he really gave me an opportunity and as he was mentoring me he he really thought that I had um potential which I'm like really thankful for and that's when he brought it up to the rest of the guys on the society to bring me along and then um now they're all my mentors we're co-trainers and yeah it's our small little business and we're just really trying to grow it. That's what's up. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Cause I mean, I I know I used to talk about this a lot back when I was dancing because I was originally uh, going to school for kinesiology and I was like, Oh, I actually want to be a personal trainer for, you know, professional dancers. 
Yes. Like, and that's specifically like what I wanted to do because I had, you know, similar chronic uh, flare-ups that- yeah. um, Oh, we talked you know, about this. Sciata you had your sciatica. You even yeah. gave me some exercises to do. I remember that, yeah. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. so like I, I knew that like a long-term dance career wasn't really in my cards just because my mm -hmm. body was like, nah, man. Like, and yeah, I can only imagine, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like if you were to go on tour, sleeping in airplanes, buses, whatever, like your body is wrecked. Like, right. even at a, a younger age, it kind of like weeded itself out from, for me at least. Um, so I, I was really stoked to see that you guys actually, you know, built something and that it's, it's for dancers kind of, and from mm -hmm. dancers, as well as, you know, other types of athletes um, in, in the functional fitness kind of realm, which is super rad. And like, it's, I'm glad because like, it was just a matter of time that something like this at a high level was going to come. Yeah. And that's like, essentially, you know, the idea that dancers are athletes, like that's our, that's the, that's the goal. And that's the end goal. You know, we want to become strength and conditioning coaches for this kind of community, whether it's the community or the industry. And I think you bring up a really great point, how you, how we can't, um, mean you, you and I both we had like these like chronic flare-ups but like as a dancer we always had that mentality like growing up like oh you have an injury it like don't don't be a little baby you know like yeah. get up it's rehearsal like I don't care like you're probably lying right but like as a coach now I want every dancer to tell me what they're feeling what pain they're feeling let's work through right. it let's navigate it you don't have to push through that pain we can actually work around like work through it instead you know yeah. um so that's like my that's something that I'm, I'm really passionate about because there is a lack of um, physical therapy, uh, training, conditioning, any sort of training for dancers. All that work is inside the classroom, but it needs to take place outside too, whether it's at the right. gym or, you know, on your own time, whatever it is. It's really yeah. important. Yeah, especially like when it comes to recovery and just treating your mm -hmm. body right for longevity, like in teams and stuff like that. Like you always have very, I feel like there was always knowledgeable people within the teams, even at younger ages um, that mm -hmm. had, you know, almost like shamanistic or sage-like, you know, qualities. But it was very rare to find someone within the community that was like, hey, like this is probably like fasciitis or like sciatica or this or like right. that. Here's some things that you should do. Because I think it was more common to see people's seasons get cut short rather than you know have someone to be on their side to be like hey sit out and or let's lighten up your load yeah no it's true and then you know you can go to any regular physical therapist but no one really understands a dancer's body unless you were really a dancer we move right. differently you know there's no yeah. real structure so um yeah. yeah i mean this is a new start it's a it's a rising platform hopefully and um yeah we need more people on board so Definitely. Hey, man, I'm, I'm 100% about it. You know, I love it. And I think it's something that, you know, especially as dance has been evolving and growing throughout, you know, a lot of the last decade or two, you know, like we need people that are that are really trying to look out for the dancers, not just, you know, on the monetary side with like, uh, with unions and stuff, but like with right. their actual bodies. Right. So, I mean, oh, man, I actually really want to pick your brain on this too, since we're kind of in, talking about the dance community and like being out of it now like I've seen a lot of things about you know some social issues not just with Black Lives Matter but also some sexual harassment stuff like mm -hmm. what do you like what kind of um you know what's what's your take on that and like how do you feel about some of the moves that teams are making to to make for a better environment 
I was uh, really shocked, um, but I think I was disappointed at how shocked I was because um, it went on for so long and it was hidden for so long. So I wish, I, I just had wish um, we did better as a community to keep each other safe. Um, mm -hmm. So that's that's one point. But I love the actions that are being taken. Um, I think it's awesome. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Common Ground. Uh, mm -hmm. They took immediate action, you know, kind of changing up their their rules and their um, their protocols when it comes to whether it's uh, auditioning for them, how their par parties are going to look like, uh, signing contracts. Um, yeah, I think it's a step forward we need to take, but not only with, you know, the sexual assault um, situation, but with Black Lives Matter, the LGBTQ and plus community, you know, there's a lot that we need to do. And this is just like scraping the surface. Um, uh -huh. I do wish though that I did see more community leaders step up and talk. Um, right. I saw a lot of people kind of reposting a lot of things and this goes in every, uh, in, in, a lot, in all the things that were happening, whether in, it was like the sexual assault, assault, Black Lives Matter. Um, I just see a lot of people reposting, you know, doing performative um, allyship. Um, and just doing kind of like what fits their, um, their, their IG feed, you know? Um, right. so yeah, there, I was disappointed in that sense, but I do appreciate and value the, the teams that have stood up and have actually taken real action rather than mm -hmm. just saying a couple words and posting it. And then to show that you're, you're here for the community. Yeah. I think we, I think we really lost the, the term community, um, when all yeah. these things surfaced. Yeah, I feel like there was a certain point in time where there was a disconnect where things, um, I don't want to say became less genuine, but people's mm -hmm. intentions became different. Um, when yeah. I joined, you know, back in, shoot, when was it? My first year at TM Juniors was like 2005. Don't date me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> just kidding. Um, but yeah, it was very much about, I mean, I, it was weird because I made a reverse transformation. I came from the entertainment industry in LA into the community when mm -hmm. most people's um, objective it's is reversed. Yeah. Um, and I came in, you know, like being all business, like, hey, you know, I got my choreography, this, 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 but then little nugget <laughs> Get over here. Um, and uh, I, I quickly, you know, found out that it was more so about like, yeah, like we're here for each other to help each other develop and grow and just have a safe place to be. And then, you know, I, I transitioned into that way of thinking. And then I feel like as, uh, you know, not to fault any of the dance shows, but like, you know, as America's Best Dance Crew, World Dance and all those things became very commercial. People's intention, you know, kind of drifted more towards serving themselves onto getting into getting onto those shows, which, yeah if that's your goal, like, I don't fault you at all. Like, that's a great goal to have. And those are great shows with great talent. But, um, you know, things that made the community what it is, and what it's why it's so great, like standing up for each other. And, you know, I feel like if maybe if some of our intentions stayed more towards its roots, some of these things might have um, been avoided or handled a little bit sooner, uh, yeah. or better. Um, I think you, it kind of brings me to the next point about like, being on a team in a community nowadays feels like you're being you're in a fraternity or sorority a lot of it i feel like kind of stems from a very toxic culture of partying and i would say that i was guilty of it myself you know back in my collegiate days where like i just looked forward to partying like hardcore oh yeah you know like i had a, uh, I had a 
stint of that as well. Yeah, yeah sure. and it was just like back to back, you know, and I feel like that's where you kind of lose sight too, you know. And to be honest, we went to these parties to black out, like they're, <laughs> you know, and like, yeah, we were in college and it was fun. And then that's, I kind of feel like where you lose sight of like why you are on a dance team again too, right? Are you there to actually dance and, you know, create this, these relationships? Are you there to every night just want to pound a bottle or, you know, call each other out and make each other feel like, Hey, you're a wuss if you don't, you don't take the shot, you know? So, yeah. um, I think that kind of needs to dwindle down if we want to rebuild the community yeah. or the community wants to rebuild the community. I'm not in it anymore, but. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, I, I commend, you know, the people in the community now that are taking the proper steps and even the people that are more removed, like the alumni and stuff, especially with common ground, like they did such a good job of getting the alumni together and with yes. the new leaders of being like, hey, this is how it used to be. This is how it is today. This is, you know, with our knowledge, you know, from being a little bit older and being around the block a couple of times, you know, like this is what we need to do and this is how we're gonna yeah. enforce it. Like, that's, that's so awesome and special. And the fact that not every team is doing that, um, I don't wanna it's say it looks bad on those teams. <laughs> it just looks that much better on common ground. And I just got yeah, so much yeah, more respect absolutely. for them. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. Hundred percent. So, all right, let's let's switch the gears a little bit. So, I mean, like now that we've talked about, you know, the depth of knowledge that we have in the dance community and stuff like that, you've been super super productive in your whole journey from going to San Francisco, living by yourself, to you know being where you are now. You know, why I kind of want to talk about like what. What is that driving force that keeps you pushing and coming up with new ways to to improve your craft? Um, that's a that's a loaded question. Let me see. We're gonna start. Um, I just uh, for one, I think. Uh, let me let me backtrack a little. Bit. Why I became a trainer also was because I wanted to love what I what I do as a job. I think I've gone through various jobs where I do it and I'm like thrilled in the beginning and I just, um, I just end up hating it. And then I fall through this rabbit hole. And then when I turned to training, I was like, wow, I think this is it. Like I'm constantly every day, like fueled by the, the, the training community that I'm in. Like every coach that I know always just wants to better themselves. And I feel like, you know, I have to be up to that level. And I'm not a fan of like, um, of like comparing myself to others but in this sense like yeah i think it's a great thing you know these people are shining in a positive aspect and i want to be i want to be riding with them you know if mm -hmm. not higher um so i feel like that's where my productivity comes from but not to say that i haven't you know that productivity level hasn't gone down i can definitely say in the beginning of uh stay-at-home orders or quarantine um i definitely had this whole this whole week of like what on earth am i going to do i had just quit my main income to become a full-time trainer and then literally i think the following two weeks um quarantine happened and i was like what am i gonna do i thought i was like mm. this was such a this was like a mistake this was the worst idea i sat in this like rut for like a week like did not want to get out of bed woke up late because i did not want to be awake but i came to this mm. point where i was like dude if i don't do something this is it like <laughs> i gotta figure something out and i used to tell one of my co-trainers that like I don't like speaking in front of people. I can speak like one-on-one, -on -one, but when it comes to like a large amount of people, I get so like crippled. My words get like, I shake and I don't know what mm -hmm. I'm saying. Um, 
but I started the idea of like hosting these classes online because I was like, well, if I don't do this now, I never will. And this is a really big opportunity for me to grow. And I should not care about what other people say because this is, you know, I'm, I want to be able to create this online community where people are going to move and feel good about themselves, even though they're inside their home, you know? So that's where I kind of took my leap of faith and I just kept doing it back to back and I got used to it and I started to really fall in love with it. There was really a whole community coming out of it and I just was able to reach so many people and I just thought that was really freaking awesome. You know, I just wanted to show people that yes. you can you can do things even if you're inside your home. You know, you don't need a full, full gym. So, right. yeah. Yeah. That's a special I skill that we don't answered your question. It's amazing. No, no, that, yeah. was, that was great. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, you're finding the fact that you found your purpose and and all of this, and that like that's more than what most people do. I feel like to keep them going yeah. at least back to a job or something that they would consider a job. So, yeah, I mean, if those are the parameters, then you nailed the question <laughs> out of the park. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean, so how long have you actually been on your personal training journey? Because I feel like you've been doing this for a while. And when um, you talk actually, about it, you, it sounds like, you know, very new. Um, actually, only two years. Um, I, I got my first actual training job at 24-Hour uh, Fitness last year mm -hmm. in June. And, um, but before that, I was training people. Uh, I think she's on here, Sabria, like at the park. Literally, nice. we just like ask a couple of friends, hey, do you want to train with me? We're just going to train at the park. And, you know, I just kind of wanted to learn some coaching skills then. Then I got into mm -hmm. 24, which kind of kind of pushed me a little bit more, but I think once I became an independent trainer, um, that's when I really learned to like, all right, you don't have anything to fall back on. There's no one that's mm -hmm. going to give you clients. Like you either step up your game or you're not going to be training anybody. Oh man. <laughs> nice. I mean, like that, if that's not a motivator, then I don't know what is. <laughs> it's like, Hey, take the, take the training wheels off. Like, all right, cool. Go make yeah, something of yourself. It truly was. Yeah. That's what's up. So what landed you on to, you know, from there to creating uh, Quarantine? Um, so, yeah, I mean, like I mentioned, I think when Quarantine happened, or Quarantine, I mean quarantine uh, happened, gyms closed. And I, <clears throat> obviously people did not want to go out. Uh, it wasn't safe to, and, you know, a lot of uncertainty. So creating this, like, online community was my next wasn't my next best bet in my opinion. Um, mm -hmm. You know, people can work out from the safety of their home and the comfortability of their own home. And at this point, like anyone can join, you know, the point of it was to make it fun, but make it make sense too. You know, I wasn't just throwing right. random workouts together. Like it was the idea of, hey, we could all hop on together. I'll provide you regressions and progressions and we're just gonna keep building our strength from here. Yeah, every day is gonna be, um, there's gonna be intention in each class that I teach. And then the ones that, you know, were consistent and were showing up on the daily, you know, really kind of, I think, learned a lot of, like, learned something new about working out. You know, it's not just about throwing things together and sweating, sweating your, you know, sweating yeah. like crazy. It's not about that. It's about, it's a, it's a lot more than that, you know. There's a mind-body connection that comes with it. And that's something that I was really trying to provide in these classes. Oh, for sure. Yeah, and the fact that you came up with a specific classes choreography. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> was that a was that something that was just kind of like spur of the moment you just ran with it or was that premeditated 
Um, I, I called it something else one time, or it was called, okay, so the style that I do in this, in that class is, is inspired by animal flow, and it's a type of uh, movement, a type of, um, yeah, a type of movement, and um, I called it Core Florio. I don't, I don't even know where I came up with these names, Simon, to be honest. <laughs> there was there a reason know. why I called it that. Gotta but, start um, somewhere. <laughs> yeah, but someone said choreography, and I was like, well, that just really simplifies it, like, why didn't I just think of that, you know? I wanted to kind of make right. it tie in this like whole you know like I'm a dancer and we want to be able to um create a, like a sequence of movement you know and make it fun but mm -hmm. at the same time there's an intention behind it you know there's a reason why I'm doing these things and um it was involving your core strengthening your core and something I wanted like dancers to really understand that's going to help really strengthen their performance in my opinion their ability yeah. and their performance right yeah because I mean like you said it's not just the body that you're training it's the mind as mm -hmm. well and like training mm -hmm. your body to consistently be under resistance and also focusing on like uh, going through a whole flow and mm -hmm. like having a, a different way of training the body to do that in mind do that mm -hmm. aside from just taking class like like yeah. I wish there was more stuff like that when you know we were in the community like you know, I can go take <laughs> oh, class too. Like, oh perfect yeah yeah because it's the same rare. thing with dance a dance class you know like you don't just go in and flail your arms everywhere like you know yeah. um teacher gives you a note teacher gives you choreography you're going to do it the way you do it but you also have to think about you know where your hand's going to go here where your arm's going to go there it's all about that mind-body connection and but sometimes you know we do dance and we do dance aimlessly but I want people to be engaged when they're dancing so I want kind of like you know what I teach in these classes to to translate into their dancing yeah I want them to know that hey if I'm going to hit this move a lot of it's going to come from my hip and my core. I'm not just going to throw my arm, you know? Um, right. But yeah, that's just getting really detailed and down to the nitty gritty, but that's just. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just hey, you know, if idea. you guys want to schedule a consultation with Tani, you can DM her after this. <laughs> She'll hook it up. But yeah, no, that's, that's super important because, I mean, we've seen, you know, like we talked about earlier, so many in injuries and stuff that could have mm -hmm. been prevented if people had the right training or strengthening conditioning and stuff. I agree, so, I agree. No, man, like, I, I think you're super onto something, and I, I can't wait to see how this thing evolves, because it's something that's super important that needs to happen, and uh, especially, like, for people like us with chronic injuries that kind of cut their dance careers short, you know, I, I would love to see more, more talent really have the time to develop their talent. Yeah, no, I agree, and I'm not doing this alone, everyone. Like, I have a whole team behind me. There are amazing uh, physical therapists and other trainers and coaches in this field that I always learn from. Ha uh, shout out to Offset Med, shout out to Movement Society. Like, um, there are a variety of people um, out there, Doctors for Dancers, um, Elevate Performance, just to name a few. Uh, they're all geared towards helping dancers um, just be able to perform better, live better, feel better, and dance longer. That's the goal, right? Like longevity. So that's what we're here for. Mm, that's so badass. <laughs> like, I mean, clearly I could see like all the hustle that you put into this, like from wanting to be a history teacher, but just completely <laughs> switching things out and like kind of like grabbing it by the horns and yeah. just like rolling with it. And even with quarantine, you know, you didn't let that stop you. Um, and you just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. That's like something super admirable about you and everybody that you've been working with. So kudos on that. Thank you. But, uh, thank you. Thank what you. A, yeah, of course. Um, <laughs> what do you feel like is something that really is keeping you in that healthy mindset through all the things that you've been through? 
Mm. Um, honestly, my, my clients, uh, if I did not have them, I don't think I would try as hard. Um, mm -hmm. On the days that I do feel that, you know, I'm kind of over it, or I find myself um, comparing myself to someone else on Instagram, it gets defeating or uh, since I'm still new to training and going from a from a history major to something very science-based like that's working the different part of my brain so sometimes oh, yeah. if I'm not catching on to something easily or if I'm not understanding why your body's doing this like you know it can be like it's like man like is this is this something that I'm really meant to do you know but um, I always remember like you know the feedback that my clients give me and how my my clients are showing up every week like that keeps me going knowing that I can be there and help them. And at least I'm helping someone, which is, you know, mm -hmm. my goal. So um, that keeps me going every day. <laughs> that nice. really keeps me going. Sometimes it's like, you know, I don't want to get out of bed, but I'm like, yo, I got a session. Like someone's relying on me. Um, and yeah. that's a, that's a huge thing. And to know that like the outcome of that is them feeling that much better, looking better, moving better, and just being confident in themselves is extremely fulfilling. So I think that's something that drives my, my feel. Or feels my drive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not really sure. I'll look it up later, but I'm just gonna go with whatever you said. <laughs> oh man, no, I mean, I couldn't agree more on that. Like, I'm super big on transferring energy, and um, I mean, it, it's during the beginning of quarantine, I got a little bit of uh, you know down just because obviously you know we haven't had the, that face to face. But yeah, like you said, you know, when you give more to your clients, like what they get in return feeds you so much so and much. uh yeah like i wish i wish more things ran that way more people thought that way <laughs> it's so amazing like like the i mean it's so simple like when we were kids like you have to you have to uh, what's the saying like in order to get or you got to give in order to receive like yes. yeah yeah that's like i think it was like in a comedy that i saw as a kid one time just like a homeless person be like hey you gotta you gotta give to receive my brother and then yeah, now true. it's just like whoa no like that is real like really you do have yeah. to give everything you've got in order to receive everything that you want and yeah like especially in the day yeah you gotta hustle man you gotta hustle keep it right and uh keep keep good intentions while you're doing it yes yeah because yeah. like having the you know having the power to do this stuff but putting in the wrong hands or you know doing it with the wrong intention whether it be like for money or for clout like it totally dilutes anything positive that you probably could have could have been doing right 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 yeah and it's uh, a very personal thing like uh, having someone trust you with their you know health and wellness it becomes very personal you know it, a lot of insecurities that come along with it and you know you have to right. know your audience and know how to work around that and cater to that and if you're not honest with your intentions then you're not helping them at all you know so right. it's a waste of uh, their time and essentially your time too but I mean yeah. sometimes people are like money over everything so I, I get that too sometimes you gotta pay the bills but you know <laughs> we, can, we can still throw as much integrity as we can in that yeah 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 especially with this like you said you know there's so many insecurities that people break down whether it's you know the way that they look or just confidence to even go out and perform whether that be yeah. just to you know do a couple push-ups or hit a stage so like we need we need good people like you and everybody that you're working with so. <laughs> thank you yeah. Thanks again. Of course. yeah um so with that i kind of want to see you know you know 
aside from Carl, who were some of your mentors that kind of drove you along this route? Um, yeah, I would say uh, George Chin and uh, JR. They're these other two guys on Luna Society. Um, they've been in, in the training game for a really long time. And those two are my main, two of my main mentors as well, along with uh, Miguel Amar Amoreo. I don't want to butcher his last name, but he was also a dancer too. I don't know if you may be familiar with him, but he is, mm -hmm. he's my physical therapist right now. And actually my coach as well, because coaches need coaches too. But um, those four guys, they have really, have really shaped the way I think and the way I train. And they're always learning too. As long as they've been in the game, they're always constantly learning. So I feel like that also inspires me to always learn too, you know? There's not just one way to train, there's many ways, you know? And like I said, you have to know your audience and to apply that type of training. Um, I would also say Aaron Knorr. I don't know if you're familiar with him. He was also a dancer. Aaron Knorr really, um, I think sure his I work ethic, and he was also my PT before too, um, and his care for dancers. He's, uh, he's a uh, physical therapist or athletic, athletic trainer for dancers. Has, uh, has really inspired the way I work and see things as well. Um, and he's like my age and he's really, he's created his own uh, company offset med and it's just so intelligent. And I'm always just like in awe. I'm never like, Oh, like intimidated by him or feel like I need to compare myself to him. I'm just always so inspired by him. So he's definitely one of my, I wouldn't call a mentor, but someone who really insp inspires me in the, um, in this field. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually not surprised how many dancers actually became like, really proficient physical trainers like it's yeah <laughs> it seems like a no-brainer but like I'm, I'm surprised you know that there's not as many well well no I mean like there's there's quite a bit but like I just love the fact that everyone's doing this and they're all kind of like on the same page with it Super yeah rad. it's it's evolving which is great um just wish there was more recognition towards it I wish dancers mm -hmm. knew how important it was but right but like since it's new we're still pushing for it we're still um learning how to navigate around it. Um, but yeah. What would you say is like the key exercise or, you know, the most important uh, muscle group that needs to be worked out for dancers specifically? Uh, uh, I don't think there's a key muscle group because everybody is different. Um, mm -hmm. I think, um, this is from my general opinion, okay? Like, there's no studies. I'm not a scientist. Um, if anyone wants to add to this, please do so. Um, uh -huh. I think the core is something that's really important. And you probably, if you have me as a trainer, you know I'm always like, core, 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 brace the core. But it's just something, you know, that I find really important because a lot of the movements come from the core. You know, if you don't have a strong core, like I said earlier, how do you expect to hit hard, you know? If you just hit mm -hmm. hard and right. let your body throw, you're gonna aim, you're gonna aim, um, and it's gonna be like, it's gonna be flailing, you know? So um, right. I think the core is a really uh, area that people need to train. And that doesn't just mean your abs, you know? Your core extends to your back, you know, your mm -hmm. lats, your pelvis, your hips. So there's a lot of areas, you know? Um, I think people just think like doing a million crunches a day um, will help them have a core and get them that six pack. Mm -hmm. It might, but um, there are definitely other ways to train it. More right. efficient and productive ways. Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah, your core having that strong prevents so much injury, but also gives yes. you so much control. Like control, strength, looks so power. much better. 
when you yes. can control that strength and it might look like a flail, but you're in complete control all the way because you have all those necessary muscles to mm -hmm. make sure you're not overthrowing or under whatever. Yes. And it comes oh, back yeah. to that mind body connection. So, right. Yeah. So let's see, if you're going to be a history teacher, <laughs> <laughs> what, uh, Ooh, do you have any fitness history or dance history you can drop on us that some of the people might not know? Oh, that's like hitting me from uh, <laughs> trying to bring uh, your world together. Um, not that I can speak on right now. I think that kind of just caught me off guard. I'll be honest. I'm not going to share anything <laughs> that is wrong. Seriously, that but, was super off the cuff, so no worries. Yeah. <laughs> um, but what was your what was your question before that though? <laughs> Where are you going with um, history? Blah, 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 blah. Oh, you know what? If yeah, if you were going to be a history teacher what area of history would have been your major uh, studying? Um, that's a good question. Definitely had to do with like American history, but from the times of um, like the 1500s to the 1900s, um, I, uh, it was a very interesting time. I know it's like that's 400 years, but that 400 years was yeah. extremely critical that led up to, you know, the times oh, of like, yeah. the 1960s and stuff. So um, yeah, yeah, I just I watched Hamilton to, the other day, so I'm I'm all about that life. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to reach, be able to reteach history in not your traditional way that you get mm -hmm. in high school. You know, I didn't learn, I didn't get the opportunity to learn, you know, the other side of history until I got to college and majored in it. And I actually started off as a journalism major and trans switched over to history in my last two years of college. Oh, so yeah, um, nice. I wanted to be, I learned so much. I loved it. Still love it so much. Um, still on the side, like reading books when I have time. But um, my goal was to go back to originally a high school to teach, mm -hmm. um, you know, students. Um, and then just to be able to give these students a chance to learn and, you know, have that mentor they, they need. Because I feel like high school is a very interesting time. You either make it after or you don't. Um, and then yeah. after that, I wanted to go and um, pay my dues at a community college. I learned a lot at community college, and I feel like that's where I got most of my, um, my education inside and outside of classroom. Mm -hmm. So my end goal is to be a professor at a community college, probably Mount Sac, to be honest. Nice. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Um, I know you actually were raising money while you were doing Quarren Fine. Mm -hmm. And uh, can you give us a little bit more on that? Like how much money did you guys raise? Who was it for? And, and you know, what's the progress? Yeah, I raised money. Uh, we raised money, Cornfine raised money for this uh, team called National Bailout who helped bail out uh, black women, moms, caregivers um, who didn't have the funds to, you know, to get out, you know. Um, mm -hmm. So we actually raised about a thousand. We raised 900, somewhere from nine, 900 to thousand dollars. And that was really awesome. You know, there were people who didn't even uh, work out and still wanted to donate. So I thought that was amazing. Um, but I was able to host two classes and we raised that much money. And um, that was really awesome. And then after that, I helped raise money for uh, Creative Minds Dance Academy. And that's the dance mm -hmm. studio in uh, Burbank and it's black owned. And I can definitely say some of the best dancers have come out there. Um, uh, oh, Antoine yeah, and Kalani are amazing. People. Yeah, amazing mentors, amazing teachers, dancers. Um, and then after that, we helped. Did, did something else happen? 
No, I think that that too was it. <laughs> that too was nice. the main were the main ones. And then of course Movement nice. Society helped raise money for um 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 uh Black Lives Matter Los Angeles. Yeah. Nice. That's huge, mm -hmm. man. Like not only are you simultaneously, you know, like setting your feet into the ground and really like pushing, but you know, going back to your roots and sticking up for uh, you know, the things that you believe in. That's that's amazing. Yeah, you know, I always kind of preach, you know, this is a community-based um, online situation, and that community includes our Black community. So, you know, if we're not there for them, then, you know, I, I'm not holding true to what I'm, I'm trying to promote, you know? Right. So. Nice. Um, shoot, actually, it's kind of funny. Last night, I was watching um since you mentioned american history i was watching uh the bobby kennedy uh docuseries that kind of goes over all the stuff that was happening in that time and seeing mm -hmm. how incredibly relevant it is to today yeah. like it's it's wild how much of that stuff that we didn't learn in our traditional history books in, in public school oh it's crazy yeah it's crazy yeah it's so wild and like since you studied you know, uh, you know, the history from the 1500s to the 1900s, like, that's where, I mean, like you said, a lot of it stems from, so, like, it gives me a better mm -hmm. understanding of where, you know, where your head is at, especially when it comes to sticking up for these issues. Um, are there any things that, um, that you want to kind of mention now that you hope other people can kind of, like, carry on as we fight in the whole Black Lives Matter movement and everything? Um, I think, uh, obviously there's still so much tension in the air, but to come in with an open mind, uh, I know that mm -hmm. Instagram is extremely triggering and it's so easy to just fire back, um, and comment yeah. and, uh, Twitter fingers, be very, yeah, Twitter fingers, be really forward. And, you know, it's essentially like, that's not going to get your message across. Right. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of other people have different ways of thinking. So I always try to, I always want to encourage people, you know, before you answer back, what is your intention, right? Who are you speaking up for? Are you speaking up for yourself? Is it your voice that you're trying to make her um, have be heard? Or is it the community that needs to be heard? You know, like, um, yeah, I, I, I don't want to say too much, but it's, it's just the idea of the intention of everything that you're doing. You know, mm -hmm. are you sh are you showing allyship because you think that this is right and you just need to do this or because someone might call you out, you know, or is it because you're actually passionate about this and you, like, is it just going to be shown on social media or if, you know, this happened in real life and someone said something, would you stand up for them, you know? So mm -hmm. kind of just like backpedaling and just questioning yourself, like what your intentions and what your, um, I guess, where your priorities lie. Yeah. Um, that's like the biggest sure thing because I don't. That's genuine, yeah. Yeah, it's genuine. Everything has to be genuine, you know, because, um, yeah, this this movement's real. <laughs> yeah, it's real. I mean, it's like, not. It's not just happening you on Instagram, fake. you know. Yeah. Yeah, this is not. This is not something you can't fake. Can fake, and this is not something you can hide from. Because if you're hiding from right. it, then you're just you're just um, you're you're a part of the issue essentially. Yeah, you're so just blinding yourself. Do your research, yeah. you know. Read read the books. Don't just don't just repost things because it looks right. You know, I think something that Roy, my, my boyfriend taught me was like, before you repost something like, dude, fact check it, fact, fact yeah. check it, you know, um, where did this resource come from? Is there more behind it than just the caption of the, uh, or the title of the, uh, the post, you know? So mm -hmm. yeah, there's a, there's a many, 
there's many perspectives, a lot of information going out there. Do your yeah. research before you just throw something out, right? Definitely. So, yeah. Awesome. Fact check, kids. It's a thing. <laughs> Dude, honestly, fact check is probably one of the best creations or software type things that have ever come out. Because, like, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, there's people that be wilding over some stupid shit that never even happened. And you're yeah, like, whoa, yeah, yeah, whoa, whoa, true, whoa. true, true, true. Or just making up some stories or, yeah, you know, or like, just blowing something out of proportion. Um, or something happened, but, like, we don't really know what happened before that, right? Yeah, I'm not justifying anything. Wax. Yeah, but we have to know the whole story, too. 100%. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, man, that's such a super <laughs> important thing. Like, just the fact-checking. I've been on that so much just because of the Facebook ads boycott. But that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> a whole other conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man, that's a whole, whole other rabbit hole. But instead of going that, I want to maybe hook a nice left and uh, I kind of want to take a minute to really, you know, tell everybody where they can find you, what you've got going on um, in the future, in the near future, what developments are happening and uh, yeah. Yeah, uh, you can find me on at Coach Tan. He's provided it up right there. And yeah, I mean, I do most of my work on Instagram or sorry, I don't do most of my work. That's, that doesn't make sense. A lot of my work is shown on Instagram. I do have like a personal training application on that's linked in my bio. If anyone's interested, I give free consultations and, you know, um, just a time for us to get to know each other and see how you move. And I do in, uh, in-person training at my courtyard or Matador, the gym I work at in Pasadena, or I do virtual training for those who don't feel comfortable um, leaving their house just yet or going into a facility, which I totally understand by the way. Um, you can find me there and then that's really it. Um, other than that, I am a text or call away. Um, nice. And then you can find some of my work on Movement Society too as well. And that's just at Movement Society. And that's the, the collective that I'm a part of. And we're just there because we love movement and we want to share that knowledge and opportunities. So, so yeah. there's a few places you can find me. Nice. I love how you guys are building a community around that too. Like all the videos yeah. that I see, like with everyone cheering each other on. Yeah. So cool. I'm like, dude, I need to look out for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're here if you want it though. Yeah. Sounds good. I'll take a trip up to Pasadena. And then some projects, uh, not, I mean, everything's in the works right now. Uh, mm -hmm. So nothing that I can really mention or not too much that I can mention anyway. Um, but just know that we're all planning. Uh, we're hoping to be able to build more uh, in case there is another uh, gym closure, you know, we're trying to prepare for the worst as well. So that's in the works and yeah, just get ready for more, um, I guess, Instagram content to be pushed out. We're just really trying to leverage that nice. end as well and learn the oh, ropes yeah. of social media because yikes. <laughs> Boom. Well, shoot. If you need any help, I got you. Yes, I know you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Is, is quarantine coming back at all? I think I saw something that you guys are taking a break. Um, great question. Quarantine for now is t uh, taking a break just because it was uh, a heavy load on my body. Knowing mm -hmm. that all these chronic injuries I had, I actually, it took me, it took me out for almost two weeks. Like it was really oh, wow. hard for me to walk because I think it was just like constant back to back and mm -hmm. me preaching rest and recovery, but not doing it on my end was oh, a big strain. So I had to take a few weeks off and then that actually just allowed me time, allowed time for me to regroup and figure out what my next steps are. So mm -hmm. right now, I think you can tell I was once the real Tonusis and I rebranded her <laughs> to Coach Ton, dedicating my whole page to fitness now with some, with some personal, 
you know, just to show people that I'm still human. <laughs> um, nice. But yeah, I'm taking that route and I'm just uh, doing things on the side, like learning Photoshop and stuff. So nice. <laughs> just really trying to, um, I guess, uh, build my arsenal, I guess. Oh, and you got to, you got to be a jack of all trades. You know, it's true. Yeah. And yeah, especially hard. when you're running a business. I mean, one thing that I kind of learned early on was like, Hey, you don't have to be an expert at everything, but you got to be knowledgeable or dangerous enough in enough things to know true. when someone is bullshitting you. True. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. 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 Cause anyone can honestly bullshit their way around anything. Yeah. I anyone can, can I make throw a, a few resume. like big terms at you and be like, yeah, I'm a trainer. Yeah, like, Oh yeah, yeah. I could dress the part, <laughs> yeah. but then like, if you ask me something, I'll be like, uh, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. No. What, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you no, know, actually one thing I really wanted to um, compliment you on was it was your Instagram. The fact that not only you changed it to you know, commit to being coach Tons, but also, you know, you see so many people on Instagram, especially in fitness trainers, like they're just putting up pictures of them in yoga pants and a sports bra oh. and like being a little bit more, I guess, you know, flaunting the vanity of, of fitness, but you provide a lot of value in like, you know, exercises and things like that. And like the difference between just losing weight and actually work, you know, using weights and, and having that confidence. So I really wanted to commend you on that because there's a lot of people in general out there that need to see more trainers with that kind of spirit behind them. Um, thank you so much. No, that actually really means a lot because um, I, I really do care. I like don't want to come off cheesy or anything, but my main thing is that I really do care and I don't mm -hmm. want to just be like, my goal is not to be this gym influencer, like, you know, mm -hmm. or trainer influencer. Like that's not it for me. My idea is just to be able to help spread knowledge. Right. Um, mm -hmm. I've, you know, gone through ups and downs with, how I feel about myself and my own fitness journey. And I just want to be able to elevate people. Yeah. But with like, with science based research. Yeah. I'm not just, like I said, yeah. not just trying to throw out a cookie cutter workout or show you that I'm in this like sports bra and leggings. Here's our, here's a couple pictures of me train with me, you know, like I yeah. want to provide, show you that, Hey, I know what I'm talking about. I've invested myself in training and the knowledge that goes behind it. And I'm going to do whatever I can to help you get better. Oh yeah. So, awesome, yeah. Man. And not everyone has enough money to in invest in training, you know, so you got to help right. the online community some way, somehow. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. You know, like there's some kids that are, you know, they're, they're, they're making their way up the ladder to be able to afford services. But until then, you know, it's YouTube university for some of us, mm -hmm. you know, we've, we've all yeah. been there. <laughs> yeah. I've been there. still there sometimes. Trust me. Oh yeah. I definitely revisit my alma mater. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> So we're actually coming up on the last uh, couple minutes. Um, so I do want to, you know, give you a little moment to, you know, give any last minute shout outs or, um, or, you know, takeaways from this that you really want people to walk away with. Yeah. Um, well, I know it's a time of uncertainty, uncertainty, and I keep saying that, but it's true and it's real. But I just hope that people stay active in whatever it is, in, in whichever way I mean. Um, it doesn't have to be working out, you know, it doesn't have to be lifting weights, uh, holding a kettlebell, lifting a dumbbell, you know, like find your niche in movement. And that can be anything. It could be dancing, it could be boxing, it could be walking, it could be running, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Find it, invest in it. And just allow that to be your escape. Um, it's a crazy time and you need to 
have that time to focus on your mental health. And with that mental health comes with physical health. So um, it's important, you guys, and I just want everyone to, I, that's the biggest takeaway I hope that you guys can take away from this because um, sitting in a room all day will really get to you. <laughs> you know, a lot oh, of crazy yeah. thoughts come, come into mind. Um, so allow yourself to get out, breathe some fresh air, you know, with this, with the safe mask and following all protocols and still, but get some sunshine. Mask yeah. up. <laughs> get that vitamin D, you know, walk around outside a little bit, say hi to people. Um, just because we're like keeping distance doesn't mean we can't say hi, you know, allow your mind to stimulate. Right. Um, exactly. But yeah. Um, but other shout outs, Coach Tom, that's me. Go ahead and follow me. Movement Society, uh, Go ahead and follow them as well if you'd like. Um, offset.med, another really great um, training page, more of a geared towards like uh, physical therapy and rehab. So if you guys are interested in that, uh, very well-versed and super digestible. Um, elevate performance as well. But yeah, those are the few, few shout outs I got. Those are the people yes. I work with and really look up to, so. Awesome, cool. Thank you so much, Tons. Thank you for sharing all that information. I was actually really, really excited to, to see what you can bring to the conversation and you by no means disappointed at all. So thank, thank you. you so much for that. And, no, uh, thank for you for everybody. the opportunity. Thanks oh, for yeah, trusting me to come on here because sometimes I just be like speaking gibberish. <laughs> oh, no, you're good. You're good. It's just, a, it's just a friendly conversation about some real life shit. That's all we're yeah, here to do. Yeah, true, true, true. Yeah, so... There it is. That's going to wrap up Cheat Day, Episode 6. You know where to find Tons. You, need, you know where to find them at Movement Society. I need to go take a trip up to Pasadena, do a trip or do a training session with you guys because it looks and sounds fun and, you know, the interaction with physical fitness that I need. So yes, we got you. Yeah. Until then, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next episode. Stay tuned at Bout It Brands. <laughs> I almost yeah. forgot my own Instagram handle. <laughs> for the updates on the next episode we'll be putting together a calendar of new guests so keep your eyes out for that till then have a great night and we'll see you when we see you peace And there it is, episode six of Cheat Days in the Books. And man, what a journey Tawny's had. I mean, from an aspiring history teacher to the fitness coach that she is now in just a couple years, she's going to go a lot of places. And I'm super excited to see where everyone ends up that's also going along a, same tr a similar track as her. I mean, this kind of goes to show you how far we can come along if we put our minds to it. And not only with just the social issues that are going on right now and the things that have happened with COVID, all the resources that we have with technology that are enabling us to reach people beyond our physical touch is absolutely amazing. And I really hope you guys take away something, especially the way that we talked about how we look at community because preserving the community around us and putting a real meaning behind that is absolutely important because we can't survive really without each other. You know, we're always going to be there to, to lean on each other and push each other forward and make sure that we're on the right track. So with that, Enjoy the rest of your day, the night, whatever time it is that you're listening to this, and we hope to see you on the next episode of Cheat Day.